A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Fair season in Wisconsin means meat animal auctions are underway to support those kiddos showing at the fair. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Just make sure you have a processor lined up when you're bidding on those animals. DadCap Livestock and Meat Specialist Jeff Swenson shares how capacity is looking for meat processors this time of year. Well, I think, you know, pre-pandemic, our local butcher shops were were extremely busy already. <clears throat> and those waiting lists to get cattle at hogs and sheep process were already long. And we haven't really recovered from the pandemic when those waiting lists got extremely long. So most packers or most uh, local butcher shops are still booking appointments a year, two years in advance. So they are still extremely busy. Meat processors really are community oriented. So they, they reserve time during the summer for county fairs that they have commitments to. So most of that is built in. They know that those county fairs are there. They have those commitments. They they probably do a, a few less uh, cattle hogs and sheep uh, from the, the general community during that time. They, they block the time for the county fairs. So usually you will be able to get that uh, livestock processed, but uh, once it's processed, make sure that you communicate your cutting instructions as soon as you can so that the meat processor can get that uh, meat ready for you and then pick it up as soon as you can so that they have storage space for the the next livestock coming through. All right, Jeff, now we're going to shift to our markets, and I want to start with beef. What are producers seeing at the market, and how is that impacting margins? Well, margins for every species, including beef, is extremely tight right now. We're seeing input costs whether it be feed cost, uh, cost of those feeder cattle, if you're, you're feeding cattle out, are extremely high right now. So margins are, are tight. It's difficult for uh, producers to pencil in a profit in, in some cases, especially if they're having to buy feed. And our, our cattle prices are in a lull right now. We, we would normally see cattle prices come down this, t- this time of year as we reach the dog days of summer and we get after uh, past the 4th of July and we see less demand for muscle cut. But uh, beef demand it has been fairly strong. We are just seeing a lot of cattle come to market because of drought in, in the south, especially Texas and Oklahoma right now. So a lot of cows on the market. So uh, cow prices at local auction markets are suppressed because of the number of cattle moving in the south. Beef steer prices and dairy steer prices have hold mostly steady with kind of a weaker undertone, probably holding together a little bit better than we expected based on seasonality. What are consumers seeing on the shelves then? The price of the grocery store is still pretty high. So retail beef prices have increased your muscle cuts. So, so that the, the loin cuts, uh, your ribeyes and, and T-bones and things like that are not increasing in, in price as quickly as more economical cuts in ground beef right now. Uh, the frustration for producers is always when wholesale prices and retail prices uh, go up, uh, but prices that they're getting for their cattle remain steady or, or go down. And that's, that's sort of where we're at right now. As you pointed out, it's, it's a little dry here in Wisconsin, but nothing compared to what's going on to the west of us or down south. I'm curious where else that cattle is going uh, besides the market. Are we taking on any capacity in the Midwest, and how are we going to replace those 
cattle numbers that we're losing? Cattle, uh, you know, the cattle cycle takes a long time. So when when, uh, producers start to expand their herd, it takes a long time for farmers and ranchers to make that decision to expand, keep those heifers, and get a calf on the ground. But we don't know where a lot of those cattle are going. So, they, you know, a lot of cattle have been marketed. We got a cattle and inventory report released uh, last week, and we saw that, that beef cow numbers have dropped by about 2.5% uh, compared to a year ago. The number of, of beef cattle that, that have headed to market, we're a little bit surprised that uh, w- the herd hasn't shrunk even more than 2.5%. So maybe some states that do have moisture, that do have uh, good growing conditions right now, uh, are taking on some of those cattle. But we'll have to wait another six months until January to really drill down and, and get a state breakdown of where those cattle are. Yeah, and drought isn't just a story that we're hearing in U.S. headlines. It's also happening overseas. Obviously, a lot of other issues going on overseas, ongoing war in Russia, Ukraine. Is the U.S. going to send cattle that way to countries that need animals? What are you seeing as far as uh, international movement of animals? Well, beef exports are doing very well, and and. Our exporters and, and those companies that send beef to uh, foreign buyers are really struggling uh, to get transportation and containers uh, to get that uh, get that beef moved. And of course, the, the U.S. dollar value is is high right now, uh, comparatively speaking to other currencies. So that that may pressure uh, exports as well. But right now, foreign buyers really do have a taste for U.S. raised beef. And we are seeing uh, good demand for that. All right. What about live animals, live animal movement? Live animal movement. So in Wisconsin, when we start talking about live animal movements, we're really talking uh, for the most part about dairy cattle. And uh, some of that is happening. Uh, but the, the pandemic has slowed that, slowed that down just a little bit. And we really don't have the live uh, beef cattle uh, available right now, even though we are sending a lot to market to ship those to other countries. The United States ships a lot of embryos and semen, both beef and dairy around the globe. So most countries do a, a grading up program or a breeding up program using their uh, native cattle and use improved genetics from the United States to better the quality. So that's mostly the route that that uh, other countries use to incorporate uh, U.S. genetics. You had already mentioned, yeah, the price for beef is still up there. So are consumers opting for maybe some other protein choices? How is demand for pork? I think we're seeing that definitely. I think consumers, uh, uh, surveys have shown that consumers are looking for the most economically priced uh, protein they can find at the grocery store. They're really looking for sales and specials. And pork, has increased in price at the retail level, but compared to other proteins, especially beef and lamb, uh, it is more economical. So we are seeing, uh, in some cases, uh, grocery stores featuring pork chops, and and the price of pork chops may be uh, even lower than ground beef. So we are seeing good demand for pork right now, and we're not seeing a huge supply of butcher hogs heading to market. So uh, the the herd expansion has been slow. It, it costs a lot of money uh, for producers to build and expand their sow herds right now. So supply and demand are really in check on the pork side currently. 
So who's that good news for? Everybody or? <laughs> well, well, cash prices for hogs have gone up, and so we we are approaching uh, the highest prices we've seen for live hogs uh, in five years or so. But the input costs, uh, the other the other side of that, are much higher than they were. Um, in the past. So pork producers right now, again, they're having uh, difficulty uh, penciling in a profit. They do have some resources as far as uh, hedging and, and some protection that they can utilize. But uh, it's difficult with the price of corn and the price of soybeans. And we talked a little bit about uh, drought and how that's impacting uh, the Corn Belt and other parts of the country. Overall, and I know that some producers will say, well, out my door, out my back door, uh, it's really dry. But for the most part, the eastern corn belt uh, is doing really well for moisture right now. Western corn belt, although they, they've had some rains recently, uh, still a little bit dry. So we will uh, continue to see grain markets follow weather and weather rumors. So there's just a lot of speculation. If there's rain, they'll come down. Uh, if there is uh, dry conditions and, and rain showers that were expected don't materialize, we'll see, see grain futures go up. And you mentioned uh, Ukraine and, and the news out of Ukraine is the other big factor right now that's influencing grain prices. Let's round out the proteins with poultry. How's that going? Chicken prices are are high right now uh, compared to what they, they have been in the past. And some of that is, is due to um, some challenges that producers are having as far as disease goes. But we are seeing uh, chicken is, uh, higher than it is historically. So that's always the, the go-to protein uh, for consumers when red meats get high. And balancing the cost of, of chicken and turkey right now compared to pork and even beef, they're, they're uh, staying in that red meat uh, aisle for the most part. So we'll see if that continues. Jeff, tell me about the seasonality of meat demand and how that fits into predictions for the livestock market as we head into the fall. As seasonality goes, uh, we approach uh, the warmer weather and grilling season kicks in in May and then Memorial Day is here. Now, typically in, in, in a typical year, consumers will really want steaks and chops and, and the higher end uh, red meat cuts for grilling uh, through May. And that lasts typically until July 4th weekend, and July 4th weekend is kind of the last big muscle-cut grilling holiday for the summer, and then consumers back off, and it's a lot of ground beef and ground pork and sausages, bratwurst, hot dogs that are done on the grill as the weather gets gets hotter. And then Labor Day, it all comes back around usually, and people are seeking out those higher-end muscle cuts. So, yeah, it is a... a an important time to test consumer demand and what will happen at Labor Day. And typically, we, we start to ramp up the number of cattle that are available to market around uh, that time, too. When we know that we've got a lot of cattle in feedlots right now. We know that uh, hog supply is pretty pretty tight compared to demand. And we'll see what happens. So it, it's going to be a test of consumer demand, and we know that there won't be as many cattle at some point, late 2022 into 2023, and prices may go up again, and we'll see what consumers do about that. Jeff Swenson is our state meat and livestock specialist with the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, providing us with a market update on beef, hogs, and poultry. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.